Alrighty, everybody. Good morning. Happy Sunday morning. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Week number eight. That's kind of hard to believe, Wiz. <laughs> We're heading into the eighth week of football. No buys this week uh, before a bunch of bye weeks start and uh, a full slate of football uh, for the coming week, Wiz. Yeah, today starts the uh, <clears throat> official start of the second half of the season, fantasy football season. So everyone's playing this week. So uh, we'll see what happens. But still, <clears throat> some you know injuries to keep your eye on. And uh, the end of the excitement is uh, potentially trades. Uh, trade deadline is uh, Tuesday. So we'll see if anybody of any importance gets moved before the deadline. Yeah, I guess we could you know maybe surmise, depending on usage of a few of these players this Sunday, whether something is pending or not. I, you know, It sounds like Tennessee has refuted the fact that either Hopkins or Henry, those are the two names that have kind of been uh, the most common names that we've heard floated around. I, you know, like Daniil Hunter, which, by the way, is in, in my prop bets this week. Uh, hopefully we can get back on track after a difficult week last week. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Is I'll be watching usage maybe for a few of these players uh, as potentially hints uh, towards something happening. Yeah, I think Washington and, and the Titans really could depend on how they do this week. Uh, well, Washington has a real uphill battle, but they've already said that if you know, they lose this game, <clears throat> they may be looking towards next season and it could be a real overhaul. And um if the Titans lose his game to the Falcons, I just don't understand how they're not going to listen or get something for Henry. It's just a, pretty obvious they're not going to give him a, another contract uh, that he would want, um, you know, after the season. So we'll see if they can't get something or uh, something they feel is uh, is reasonable for Henry before the deadline. And just on Washington, was you know, I know there was a lot of frustration uh, last week, uh, guys on the defense kind of spouting off, and, and we've seen this happen before in NFL locker rooms where defenses are frustrated by offenses that can't get things going. Uh, you know, the thing is, though, that there is a tremendous core front, front um, seven uh, for that uh, Washington team. I'm just – I don't know. I'm I'm just trying to see where, where do you think they would go in terms of guys potentially moving uh, on that roster. I think uh, like uh, a, a player like Montez Sweat could probably um, get you know get get a get them a fair amount. But I don't know the defense. I know he's been pointing fingers at the offense, but I, I, there's been games where uh, Washington has scored enough points and. Their defense has let them down. I mean, DJ Moore looked like Jerry Rice against them. Yeah, the secondary, um, the secondary struggles. I agree with you there. The Eagles, the first time the Eagles in Washington, man, you know, Washington was moving the ball up and down the field, and the uh, uh, defense let them down there as well. So uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens. I think more likely Washington will move. Uh, I don't know <clears throat> what that means um, for Ron Rivera. I don't know if Eric Bieniemy is going to get a chance to be a head coach. Um, we'll have to see how it, how it all plays out. Uh, but there, there's a chance for some movement, I think, with those two teams uh, before Tuesday. Yeah, and Washington's played Philadelphia tougher than most teams. Uh, obviously, a common division opponent, but they've they've played them pretty tough over the last couple of seasons thus far, Wiz. Yeah, yeah. So let's get to it. Um, this is the wagering uh, podcast that we like to do, so... Why don't we? Uh, why don't you start off with the games 
sides, under, and overs that you like this week? Uh, all right. I, I have my eye on four games. I decided on two. Um, there are two that I'm still kind of looking at and waiting to see what I'm going to do. So I'll, I'll do with the two games that I took. I think the Ravens are playing better than probably most anybody in the league right now. Arizona, after getting off to an okay start, uh, seems to be fading away. We could be seeing Kyler Murray anytime soon. Uh, Ravens laying nine and a half. I know it's a lot of points on the road, but I just think they're the much better football team. They're playing with a lot of confidence at the moment. So I like the Ravens laying nine and a half. Uh, and speaking of confidence, Wiz, um, Tyler Badgett certainly showed us that he was a capable leader uh, of, of that offense last week. Granted, there was not a lot of down-the-field stuff. A lot of it was short. They got a big effort out of Devon, uh, Donta Foreman last week. Uh, they get Roshan Johnson back this week. I don't see many games where the Chargers are blowing teams out, Wiz. There's a lot of questionable coaching decisions made uh, from Brandon Staley. I think he's one of the weaker head coaches in the league when it comes to his decision-making. This is a talented roster. They're laying eight and a half. I know they have uh, been playing better on the defensive side of the ball. Khalil Khalil Mack seems to be resurgent at this point in time. But I just struggle to see them beating anybody by more than a touchdown. That's really been the case. And I think the Bears are playing um, with a little bit of chip on their shoulders. So I'm going to take the Bears uh, getting eight and a half. Uh, The two games I have my eye on, Wiz, and this is just kind of what I'm listening to. Uh, I think this line has moved uh, in in one direction as well. Uh, I know Minnesota is fresh off that victory against uh, San Francisco on Monday night. I believe the I thought I saw the Packers start off as a favorite this week, and they've moved to an underdog. Uh, they're playing as bad as any team as that can play offensively. They just are completely inept in the first half. The offensive line is a complete disaster. They face a very aggressive Minnesota defense. Brian Flores has this team blitzing more than others. And I look at the line and I say, you know, I, I think Minnesota is the much better team at the moment. There, you know, we thought that things were going to kind of fade away without Justin Jefferson. Uh, but that's one of the lines that's got me scratching my head. I, I, I thought I liked the Vikings in it, but I, I'm very suspect of the line. The other line I'm spe- suspect about, a team that's playing pretty well on the defensive side of the ball with all the new additions that they made, and I'm talking about the Atlanta Falcons going against a, I don't know, a dual quarterback, a rookie in Will Levis, and we know Malik we know Malik Willis, what he can and, can and can't do, and mostly it's what he can't do. Uh, and I look at this game, and... Two and a half points. I think Atlanta is the much better football team, although you know Ritter makes a lot of questionable decisions week in and week out. Uh, tough to run against Tennessee for sure. Um, Mike Vrabel's five and zero as a head coach after if their bye weeks. Uh, so just want to throw that tidbit in. But it seems there's a lot of money on moving towards both Atlanta and Minnesota. So two games I kind of have my eye on. Not sure what I want to do, but I'm kind of curious about them. Yeah, I mean. <clears throat> The Falcon game is tricky because they want to run the ball, and Tennessee is always proving to be difficult. Excuse me, to run the ball again. So, yeah, those games. I mean, the the, the Falcon game is just you know <clears throat> head scratcher for me. I was looking at three games, and I ultimately decided on one. Um, two game. The two games I decided to take a pass on that I was looking was also the Ravens that you mentioned. I just think they're playing so beautifully right now with their offense uh, on all cylinders. Um, I think they could really get on top of Arizona and run that one up. 
but it's a lot of points on the road. So I, I like it, but I decided not to play that game. And the same thing with the Dolphins. Uh, I think the Dolphins <clears throat> have a chance after last week to post a big score uh, against the Patriots um, and cover that nine. I think it's eight and a half now. But I, I, I just decided those are too many points. The game, my one game that I absolutely love this week is a game that you mentioned, but I like the other side. I love Green Bay today against the Vikings. Um, I know the Vikings played an incredible game against the 49ers. But I, I, I watched the Packers closely in that second half, and I like what they started doing with A.J. Dillon. Uh, I think they will um, give the Vikings problems that the 49ers just weren't able to do because they just were playing from behind the whole game. But I think they could really ground and pound with Dillon, uh, Aaron Jones, you know, in the passing game. Uh, could hurt the Vikings the same way that McCaffrey hurt the Vikings in the passing game. And the Vikings have been susceptible to big, big plays. And I know that Love and Watson have not connected on any of those big plays, but I think today's the day. So my one game uh, that I absolutely love, Green Bay Packers over my beloved Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, and you're a Viking fan, so that says a lot. Uh, it's interesting, again, we don't talk beforehand, that that was a game that I kind of have my eye on, and that's kind of the side. I looked at the line, and I see, you know, it seems like everybody and their mother is talking about taking Minnesota in this game, and it's one of those zigzag games that you talk about, and that's kind of the way I see it. I have a partner of mine in uh, one of my leagues. We're in a super flex league where our quarterbacks are Josh Allen, uh, Geno Smith, and... Uh, Jordan Love, and he is begging me to play Jordan Love this week, saying some of the same thing. He's also begged me to get Christian Watson in the lineup. So you and him thinking alike, uh, and it's interesting how I kind of have my eye on that game for kind of the same reasons you did. I, that's that's the direction that I'm kind of leaning in. Like, it just seems like everybody likes Minnesota this week. Yeah, I mean, I just look at the matchups, and <clears throat> I, I like that Jordan Love in the second half of that game against the Broncos there were some design runs for him. Um, just something that Brock Purdy <clears throat> wasn't going to be able to do. Um, and design runs, plays to get out of the pocket, make plays. And I, I know it ultimately ended, ended up in a deception against the Broncos last week. But I, I think today could be a different story. And uh, I think, like I said, there'll be at least one big connection in that game. <clears throat> For the Packers in that game. So yeah, my, I, I, the only thing is players, the Packers. Yep. You know, one thing I would say, like, you know, we talked about it, right? Flores is aggressive on defense. The line at Green Bay is banged up. But, Wiz, we got to remember, I mean, Aaron Jones has been off the field for, uh, since week one, essentially. He's done absolutely nothing, and they have to get that player going. All right, let's get the player props. To, uh, how many do you have? How many do you love? Uh, I have six, uh, one of which is a, a two-unit play, so I'll save that for the end. I, I love the – first off, I think where – I've said this for a couple of seasons now. Uh, we saw it on Monday night. I've said this before. Where the San Francisco 49ers are susceptible is in their secondary. Uh, I love the fact that Joe Burrow gets a chance – an extra week to heal coming into this game. Uh so you're going to get odds on this one, but I think you'll see a healthier Joe Burrow, and I think he's going to throw for more than one and a half touchdowns, and you get paid to do that. So over one and a half touchdowns for Joe Burrow against San Fran, who I think is susceptible against the pass. Um, 
I mentioned Daniil Hunter, uh, aggressive pass rusher. I think he's got nine sacks already this year. Uh, it's pretty hefty odds, but over 0.75 sacks, I'm going to say Daniil Hunter gets a sack in this game. So I'm taking that bet. Uh, I'm waiting to see how that one goes because I think uh, in a similar situation where a offensive line is a bit banged up, and that's in Detroit, I'm going to look for Max Crosby on Monday night, but I have not put that bet on yet. Uh, I like Tank Dell this week with... That defense is really banged up. Uh, The secondary in particular banged up in in Carolina. Uh, Dell comes back from an injury. No Robert Woods. Over three and a half receptions for me. Uh, I really like that one. Um, I think Demario Douglas, you and I were in a uh, hot bid for that player um, uh, in one of our leagues. Uh, I believe he's going to become an important part of this offense kind of moving forward. Over two and a half receptions in a game where I think they're going to be playing from behind, so I'm going to take that one. Uh, Jameer Gibbs is going to get a full allotment, but um, he's going to be doing less damage on the ground, in my opinion, uh, in that game against the Raiders and more uh, receiving. So over 26 and a half receiving yards for Jameer Gibbs. I like over 12 and a half yards for Di Mercado uh, from the Arizona Cardinals in a game that I think they'll be playing from behind. Um Wiz, I think you need one pass completion to get this one done. It was very notable to me last week that Jalen Hyatt was on the field. 70% of snaps last week. Over 19 and a half receiving yards. I know they're going against the Jets, who are a tough defense. You need one catch is the way I look at it. This is a player I think is going to get more and more involved. So I'm going over nine and a half, 19 and a half yards for Jalen Hyatt. And last but not least, Wiz, in my play of the day, uh, this guy is the offense. He's touching the ball a tremendous amount of time. Alvin Kamara, over 94 and a half yards, rushing and receiving against the Colts. Uh, Two-unit play on that one, Wiz. Yeah, how many, all of those total were six that you had? Six, uh, six one, two, three, four, five, seven, actually, seven. Seven with six and then seven with your, uh, your best play. So for me, <clears throat> uh, full disclosure, there's none of these that I absolutely love. Um, I like I like these, uh, but there's none that I love like I love the Green Bay Packers today. So <clears throat> let me just full disclosure on that one. There's none that I you know I feel as strongly about as you feel about your Kamara over. But I'm just gonna you know run through these. There's just five of them. <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna lay the juice and I'm gonna go under Mac Jones one and a half touchdowns. Um, I just feel pretty, I feel, I feel, I feel good about this one. Um, I just think this will be the type of game where I think Miami, New England will not want to try and get into any kind of a track meet and try and do what he always does, shorten the game a little bit. But I like on the one half, uh, <clears throat> passing touchdowns from Mac Jones. <clears throat> I love my love, but <clears throat> I like Lamar Jackson, anytime touchdown, just think that offense is really rolling and I think when they get down there he's back to looking to maybe do those zone reads where he runs the ball in so I'm going to play Mac Jones under one half touchdown stone Lamar Jackson anytime touchdown I'm going to go Tyler Boyd over three and a half receptions Uh, like you mentioned about that 49ers secondary um, and if that rush gets to him I think Tyler Boyd with the amount he's been playing his his snap count usage is way up, and I think you know those short passes where maybe Joe Burrow doesn't have as much time as he would like to throw the ball downfield. I think that's Tyler Boyd territory. So I want to go Tyler Boyd over three and a half 
receptions. And my last one is something that I talked about. Um, I want to go Jordan Love over 35 and a half yards, longest completion. The Packers have two or three of these guys that can do it. You know, I think it's going to be Christian Watson, but Jaden Reed, Dobbs, you know, these guys can all make big plays too. I think there'll be some plays where uh, they're going to try and mass protect. Um, they're going to max protect. Jordan Love, and I think they're going to make some big plays against the Vikings in this game. So my last one is Jordan Love, over 35 and a half yards, longest completion. All right, very interesting. Was there, there were two other things that I looked at uh, just, just from a curiosity and history standpoint, especially when you have uh, division rivals facing off against one another. So Tyreek Hill has played against Bill Belichick now, including earlier this season, six game, last six games that he's played against him. Uh, not one time he's gone over 100 yards, so I just thought that was worth mentioning. And the last five times that Patrick Mahomes has faced off, I, I know it's going to be cold. I know it snowed in Denver yesterday, but it's not going to be snowing during the game today. Uh, but five games in a row, Patrick Mahomes, over 40 attempts passing against the Denver Broncos. So just two kind of div- common opponent teams, yeah. but just some thematic things I, I was kind of taking a look at for this week. Yeah, I remember you mentioning the Hill um, thing against Belichick the first time they played as well. Uh, so yeah, that's a, that's an interesting one. Uh, there could be some weather today, though, in terms of maybe not. I don't know if they're going to get actual snow during the Bronco game, but I think on some of these East Coast games, the Giant Jet game, maybe the Washington Eagle game, there, there could be, I think, rain, pretty pretty strong rain during during the game for a few of these East Coast games. Yeah, so yeah, pay attention to that. I think even Pittsburgh may be a chance. Uh, you know, we had an unbelievable day here in the New York City metropolitan area yesterday. Uh, felt like summer, people out in t-shirts and shorts, uh, 80 degrees on both Thursday, sorry, Friday and Saturday, but uh, that's uh, swiftly changed overnight. Uh, we got Halloween next week. We got a game tomorrow night uh, as well. So, you know, lots of football still to be played. Um, yeah, look, lots happening. And, and by the way, was uh, taking just jumping ahead to next week. How about Frankfurt getting the Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins next Sunday morning? Yeah, that's going to be some some way to start off your Sunday with in, in terms of fantasy football. I I have not seen a line on the game, but I'm 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 guessing that total's got to be sixty points on that game. Yeah, and we'll be sure. I think for next week uh, to try and get our. Uh, podcast off uh, a, a lot earlier than uh, this one is going out so uh, that's that for me Wiz uh, anything further to say no that's it uh, good luck everyone in their uh, week 8 fantasy football matchups and uh, wagering as well alright Guru and Wiz fantasy football podcast we're on Spotify Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud make sure you're listening trying to bounce back this week after a tough one last week uh, but you know you gotta take the good with the bad and that's uh, that's how fantasy football works Wiz Enjoy the games and have a great Sunday. You do the same. Thank you.